Hello, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Mirko. It is episode 89. I cannot believe that we've managed to get to the 89 episodes, something that just started thanks to the pandemic. So I'm super, super proud and grateful uh, for the journey. So today, episode 89, we go to Austria, uh, stopping by in uh, Peru, actually. Uh, but yeah, we actually have an amazing... Oh, Today's episode is going to be cracking, but we got a surprise for episode 90, and there's a reason why. Uh, we're going to make it special, the 90th, uh, but today is special too. There's no 90 without 89, so um, we'll be joined soon by Junior Vargas, and uh, we're going to have a, an amazing chat. And as usual, if you have questions, drop them below. If you're new, welcome. This is a Coffee with Mirko. And uh, I look forward to chat with all y'all. And if you enjoy, just you know, take a screenshot and uh, feel free to share this uh, our podcast. It's available on most podcast platforms. But without further ado, I see that Junior is in town, and uh, I'll say hi to everybody, and I'll jump in with him. Here we go. Good morning. Guten Morgen. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Guten Morgen. <laughs> and good afternoon over there, no? More or less. Yeah, pretty much. Good, yeah, 5 p.m. on the clock. Um, how are you? Is it, is it junior or junior? As you wish. Every, everyone calls me in the way the one like in South America is junior, uh, like English version is junior. And we stick with the roots. Junior, uh, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, super, super good. It's uh, episode 89, and uh, um, it's just super cool that we can just share this moment. And first and foremost, thank you. Second, how are you as your family with this whole interesting situation? Uh, thank you for uh, inviting me and consider me as be part of this movement you are doing. So. I'm really grateful to be here, to be honest, and also to the amazing job you are doing with all the time and effort invested, which means a lot. Thank um, you. Well, I think I think the situation is it's it's quite the same impact for everyone. In some countries, are worse than the other ones, and here with the family, it's it's quite good. I mean, Australia, Austria, and in Europe is. But it's a country who supports very, very uh, good to the, could be to the business, could be to the family. So I've I've never heard someone who suffered about incoming or something like that, probably. So it's quite good, healthy, and the community is doing well. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's doing well so far. Okay, it's good to hear, man. And um, and just just for some context, who you're um, could you kindly tell us a little bit more about how did you start your coffee journey and uh, a few of the steps in between? Um, I mean, it's, uh, I'm originally from Peru, as you know already. Um, I have my family who has coffee farms, so until I was 15, probably I had still coffee farms with my family. 
So I was grown, born, raised, and grown in a coffee farm. So my connection to coffee comes already since I was a child. And then I started working in gastronomy a little bit, uh, hotels. I was working like almost five years in uh, cruise ships as well around the world. And yeah, and then the interest of gastronomy came more into me. And I would say probably 10 years ago, I started the specialty coffee going through my mind a lot. And I, I remember specific dates where I realized how potential could be coffee. And also by the time I was uh, into coffee, I, I realized that there's more just than business and also uh, like make us a passion. And, um, and I started uh, like a career to, to build, to study and to travel around and learn. So I realized that the more I learn, the more I travel, the more I get information, the more I dive into this specialty coffee world. And I had, I needed this, this knowledge to help people at the bank as well, which is the farmers. Now I'm working with some family, friends, and back at home, a little bit improving quality could be like new varieties, process, or a little bit of information. So that's where my coffee journey started. My name was and then, and what, what made you go, you know, you know what, well, I'm going to pack it all and go from, <clears throat> from Peru to Austria? Because obviously it's be, it is a big trip, but also quite a big change considering uh, language, climates. Uh, I'm sure there's some sort of visa issues because, you know, when you, when you migrate to a different continent, there's always that. Um, how, how was it? And how did you go about adapting from, from Peru to Austria? Yeah, um, I believe um, you can find anywhere in the world something you love to do it. So I think everybody has this special, specific thing that in some part of your life you will find it. And I, I already had some business in Peru back then, in like five, six years ago. And I really knew that Coffee is my path, and through coffee, I can chase whatever I want to achieve there. And I had my son who was coming up in the world like four years ago, and they had to move to Austria. So I decided to, to, to come here to pursue my dreams, to pursue my uh, passion also, but my, the main purpose was my son. So that, that's the way I started. And I, I believe anywhere in the world, doesn't matter which part of the world is, I think you can pursue your passion and your uh, beliefs. And yeah, that's what I did. And Europe is more open for, more open for opportunities. It's close to every, every, every event that the coffee community could organize. And, and I have grown a lot, a lot. And I'm grateful that the community took me in a really nice way. So, I mean, German was a little bit hard to, uh, to start up. I, it was not that difficult. I mean, at the end, I love language, so it was one of my challenges probably before coming here. What about what about the cold weather? Because I'm, I'm opposite than you. I left Italy, but I'm on a town which is super close to Austria. We're like 
an hour and a half driving from, you know, to maybe two hours to Innsbruck. Um, yeah. And I came all the way to, to Australia. But I know how cold it gets up there. <laughs> did you adapt with that one? Yeah, that's uh, something I, I didn't like the first time I came, like as a tourist only, like 2013 probably. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm from Peru all the way south as well, so it's very tropical way. We don't have winter like that unless you're in highlands. And that was a big impact for me. But I knew already the weather because I was working in Alaska for a while, so that was really cold. But here was like living here and you would have that season. I get I get used to very easy. I mean, I I I know in Australia I don't know how it is, but you don't have calefactions like for winter. Like you don't have heaters, and in South America it's the same. You don't have heaters. You just put some clothes at night and sleep. But here, everywhere where you go, it's it with um, calefaction or, or heating. So it's quite good. I mean, I can't complain. Well, uh, first you just got a big compliment here. Uh, one of the great humans in coffee, absolute rock star and an even better person. So uh, thanks for thanks for that, always in Prague, um, for saying that. Oh. Um, and, and well, it's interesting because I think, I think a lot of people want to do that. Uh, they might be in countries that they are slightly uh, disadvantaged or, you know, the coffee career there might not be able to provide for their family. Uh, what would you would you what would you sort of recommend to people who may be thinking about making such a big move? You know, because you know I'm thinking straight away. It's like visa language, uh, but also what city, what country do you choose, and based on what reasons around it. So based on your experience, uh, I think that we can sort of talk about this actually for a while, but keep it short, obviously. Yeah, um, I mean. Everybody has a choice, uh, a chance, and it's just sometimes to take the right chance to do the right choice. Um, I don't know, life, life just gives you these little hints to choose the right path and which country to go and how to support. But more than that is to find your path, find your passion, and, and how do I find my passion? I always to tell to my baristas, yeah, you need to find your passion and there are steps to find your passion. But nothing, is, nothing comes without hard work, dedication, commitment, and then really focus on those things where I really, really uh, stick on and it, it works. I mean, I mean it, it's really, really important to be uh, well disciplined for all those things, to achieve anything, any part of the world. And I think Nobody got success in this world without hard work and dedication. Sure, sure. I think, uh, I, I also think that you can be quite strategic. I think there's probably, uh, there should be a little bit of an amount of research, I suppose, around your average wages in what city, you know. I think Melbourne, where I live, is super, you know, very, very good for baristas. You know, you can really have... Uh, quite a good good life and good lifestyle and versus I'm thinking back in my country where baristas still the salary might be a little bit tricky so that's what I was saying I think I think there's an importance to that but yeah for sure look uh, dedication will be always recognized and I think probably if you're super committed 
competition will put you on a stage as well to be able to be seen by people. So you might be uh, getting calls from certain roasters or certain companies around the world. So obviously that, that's another aspect. But, you know, dedication for sure. I'm, I've been reading a book and uh, they've calculated that to master something you need to do, practice 10,000 hours of it. Yeah. It's so, a thing. Yeah. Very, like, the, I think I, I heard uh, yesterday you talked with um, Bojack, I think like um, everybody dies and but few truly lives. So, whatever you went like this, uh, it doesn't count how long you live. It counts if you, if you enjoy this time you live and what have you done there. And in this process of to achieve anything, what you said, you need to master 10 time hours. Sometimes it's the achievement is not the goal, but this 10,000 hours, that's the main purpose probably, what you're gonna remember and yeah, I mean, in different countries, different, I don't know. In Peru, it's, it's not considered a profession being a barista. And it's, in some countries, it's like any another waiter, probably. But it depends on each of them. Like, um, you need to look for a place where you're, you're, like, people need to give you a sense of belongings, sense of um, that your life and your work has more value than the physical work you are doing. So give value to people and give value for yourself or create value and that value will bring you more up. I mean, nobody will offer you more money, more much job if you don't create value for yourself or value for the community. So I think the main purpose of any business as well is the first rule is create value. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think especially when it comes to when you live in that country because then you know you, you're familiar with your surroundings you know where you are where you are what you're doing um and i think that that probably comes almost a straight consequence once you make the big move uh, i think at the beginning i'm not sure about you but my experience was i'd be you know at the beginning is like survival mode it's like okay you know, from the basics, okay, wh where am I? Don't get lost around town and, and understanding the culture. I mean, easier to understand, you know, similar culture than, than others, obviously. But, and then the language, like you say, German. I've studied 15 years of German in school and I, <laughs> I barely remember any words. <laughs> it wasn't my forte, but uh, anyway, we well, can skip that through. And so at what stage you decided I want to compete and what? What does competition mean to you? Um, yeah, I mean, being a barista is, some, is amazing, like making coffee, serving, creating something, experience for the customers. It's beautiful to have those feedbacks. And as I mentioned before, there are many ways to create experience, to create value. And one of them is competitions. And in the coffee world nowadays, it's very very narrow it's like really it's still a big community a big uh, market in the world but the specialty coffee like third wave or whatever if you want to make a career in this it's very tough and competition is one of the um i would say challenge way to achieve value not in a short time but in, in the most uh highly 
um, a sophisticated way. I will say that you can show up everything what you can do, and also it's a way to improve yourself. Like if you need to tr compete, you need to train and advance. And this training, you don't do it like if you don't have to compete. So it's a challenge for yourself. It's a it's a process to learn and to improve yourself. So competition means to me uh, just improving myself, challenging myself, and also I do all this to create value for myself, for the people, for the community, and use this value to create an impact in the community that I, I am surrounded, and also to inspire people and be inspired by people who I met in, on, the, in, on this journey as well. Yeah, and I, I love it, and I think th this word keeps coming up in these interviews, people competing, uh, which is the process, I think. Uh, and, I, and I really like that because I think that talent itself will get you this far. I think a lot of people sometimes use the word talent a little bit as a mixed bag. I don't want to say excuse, but kind of as like, well, he's talented. I don't think so. I think that I was talking about football players recently and uh, – and I look at, I mean, I know that we're talking about coffee, but are you familiar with football? I'm, I'm assuming, maybe. Yeah, I'm okay. I think like someone like the old Ronaldo, probably his talent is, you know, much bigger than Cristiano Ronaldo. But and I mind you, I go for Inter, so I should say Ronaldo, you know. But but reading interviews and stories, he was not very dedicated in the process of training. So he would just, he was just like good versus Cristiano Ronaldo, there's so many stories around him that a little bit maybe too much, like cycle level of training, where it's like every hour of the day is training, 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 training. Maybe it's a bit too much, but I think that enjoying the process is what really is the key of uh, getting to where you want to go. And then obviously, again, the same book that I've been reading that I mentioned before, there is an element of environment and luck, uh, you know, meeting the right person, having certain things accessible to you. And sometimes the year or the month that you're born in has an impact in your life. It's not an excuse, but it is what it is. So uh, even uh, Bill Gates, there's an interesting story, backstories about Bill Gates where obviously he's, a you know, there's a lot of rumor around him at the moment, but he became who became also because it was a, this special centralized computer only half an hour away from where he was living, and they allowed him and another three or four to play with it. Versus someone else might have been born with the same brain on the other side of America and not being able to utilize that. So there's also that element. But yeah, I think enjoying the process when it comes to competition is key. Yeah, definitely. Um, um... That it's very interesting what you mentioned well, nowadays with this third, third wave and this new hipster generation. Um, they consider many things and many things are not being considered or not taken in the right way. Probably, like you mentioned, uh, lack is another thing. Why he was very lack and or talented. Talent will give you a win probably a little bit and effort is what you're gonna what you're gonna give you this step to the first place or the second or what you did top, probably not. And I don't know, I write somewhere else like this. Um, you don't have to be the smartest or the fastest. You just need to get or be better than the smartest. So talent will give you this talented, but if you work 
harder for that event. I mean, the effort you will um, do it will give you this extra point and give you forward probably. Yeah, yeah. And uh, kind of coming around that topic, it's like the, a good quote, I always forget how he said it, but, you know, to build a tallest building in the city, it's not about knocking down the other ones. Yeah, yeah so I think that's, uh, that's another part because we tend also to do that sometimes, uh, where is competition, where is business, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept uh, for sure. And in terms of competition, obviously, I mean, you, you've been back-to-back -back first place in Austria. Uh, you were planning to do, obviously, the Worlds, but that didn't quite happen. And what's, how has it been, how has it been in the past few months? Like, have you been practicing? What's going through your head? You know, like, what's, what's happening in the competition world as far as you go, as far as practice goes? Um. Well, I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but I was uh, competing for two, three years already this time. So uh, 2018, I was in Amsterdam. So I was very impressed with uh, all the performance, everything. But then a year later, I watched again the video and I was very not disappointed. I was like, wow, well, as I made big mistakes and I was walking like crazy. Uh, like I would be at home, just losing so many seconds, and I learned a lot from that. Then I, the second year, I, I trained for uh, the nationals. I won again, and, so, and I went to Boston. Boston was great. I, I correct many mistakes, and I improved many things, and I had really nice team as well. And I went to the semifinals, which was great for my second world, the second year competing in general, and. Yeah, I was, I was really, really amazed. And this year, in January, I compete, but I didn't win this year. So my friend Madeline won, and he was preparing himself for um, Australia. But as you know, it didn't happen. So he's looking forward for Athens now. So I'm really I'm looking forward to his performance. He's really nice and really professional, dedicated guy have really big expectations but yeah that's it so this year i'm just training for myself and working and looking forward for the next competition so i will keep competing probably for the next uh year so until i achieve something <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 how is it like because mentally it must be difficult to sort of training for the unknown you know even even football competition at the moment, they, it's like, oh, are they going to stop it? Are they going to keep it coming? Like, how do you keep yourself motivated by training on unknown dates, unknown scenario of competition? Because I think this is something that is impacting a lot of people out there. Definitely. Um, nobody knows what's going to happen in the next month, years. And, you know, this... Uh, there's not yet trust for people as well to join big events and all those things. And I think if you are in this uh, in this path, like in this in this uh, competition mode, the training is always good. It's always um, good to keep updates, also trainings, and keeping a, a stage modus. Sometimes is really good. I'm taking trying to take part of every small event and competition they might be. And yeah, I mean, 
the community is trying to do something, small things to not make a little big crowds. But I hope that things get better. And yeah, I mean, if you're going to be ready next year, I think training every day from now on will be a good idea. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Are you doing, are you, you training, I'm assuming, do you have like a little room in the house where you train or? Um, I mostly, uh, when I take a lot of time writing the concept probably. So I, I spend a lot of time thinking what, what could I do and about the signature drinks and also the whole performance, which coffee should I use. Mostly tra I train uh, routines like making espresso, timing, and trying the same thing, um, but getting different results. So um, I try to uh, focus just on specific things like my might be wrong, or talking sometimes, and talking, um, I'm practicing talking, and improving a little bit more, more my English, like reading books sometimes, and so it's different ways to train things that you think might, you might need to improve. Well, we're practicing now then, I guess. Um, and, 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 okay, no, thank you. Thank you. I think it's relevant for, for people at home who are also in the same shoes as yours. And, you know, even I feel, I feel for the people who were, you know, were supposed to do their first ever competition, you know, they might have already been a little bit nervous about it, but then, you know, they're still, they're kind of stuck in this limbo. Um, and to kind of go back to where we started, um, how was, how important is for you that background, that family coffee farm, and the connection that you have, I'm assuming, with, with the land, really, because um, it's not every day that we speak with someone who, yeah, sure, is a barista competitor, but, you know, is all the way in Austria, but also, you know, the, you grew up in coffee. Most, the majority of people is like, they get into coffee by accident, you know, studying a second job, third job, versus you just like literally were like born in coffee. Yeah. Which is um, that's, that's an advantage I really, really appreciate. And I'm so grateful that I'm, I was born there and I had the opportunity to move forward every year and grow every year. And I didn't have the support as much as I got at, at the beginning for many things, but you know, you need to pursue those things and be consistent and being, uh, being uh, grown and burning a coffee farm was a really good advantage. And I really take this this advantage. So at the beginning, it was like shame because I'm coming from South America. You know, people look in a different way and so on. So, but now it's like I use it as a, a positive way for me and... I guess many baristas would like to have this, like now like real baristas will love to go to coffee farm, know about coffee or just have that experience. Things I, I'll tell you, like I was five, six probably, and I had already planting coffee, picking coffee, climbing coffee trees. And so coffee is really in my blood. And I used that for my career as well. I used that for competition as well, like in performance, like um, pitch, which helped me a lot. And yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful that I could have this this background and can add value to my career as well. And how, sorry, it's a, bit, uh, a curious question more than anything. How young did you start drinking coffee? I'm, it's yes. super interesting. 
I, I know, like someone did that question, I think this week, uh, last week. Uh, and in Peru, we didn't know. I mean, when I was a child, I was drinking coffee since I was five, six, probably. It's like regular drink for us. Of course, you know, not in the amount that espresso. It's like you make a filter, then you have this essence that takes you a week, probably. You just put some drops and a lot of sugar. So that was for breakfast. Mostly, even in school, before going to school, and that was uh, our daily drink, probably. Nice, nice. And uh, well, Junior, we we sir, pretty much arrived at halfway through the the episode, and um, we have a ritual question, the out of the box question. Um, yeah. Just so if you could, who would you like to have dinner with? It can be anyone. It doesn't have to be coffee. Anyone in the world. Yeah. A dinner, huh? Um, where do you pick up this question? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, exactly for this reason. <laughs> wow. I really admire a lot of people who are still alive and who also already passed away, yeah, but their like, beliefs and thoughts are still alive. Like, probably Gandhi would be someone who I really would like to meet and have some good time with coffee or tea probably with him. No? And because of uh, the ability he has to deliver message without violence and being there on the other side of the world could impact so many people, not just for a second that you make a news, it's something that makes an impact uh, and belief in that and not just 100 millions of people so I would like to share time with him probably how he does what's his thoughts behind all this yeah oh look it's it's great there's no right or wrong answer it's your hypothetical dinner so yeah makes sense um and it's also a good question to sort of break through it um and uh, I love yeah, this question more, I love this question more because I hope and I think that after this, tomorrow, later on today, you're going to be like, actually, I would have always have liked to have dinner with this guy or yeah. this girl. And yeah, anyway, that's so you're going to yeah. think about me maybe today. Um, and to sort of kind of remain geographically speaking in, uh, um, in Peru, um, how, you know, if I walked in today to, you know, your home, I suppose, your, your family house, how would they serve me coffee? Like, what's the way of them to make coffee, traditionally speaking? Um, nowadays, like, I'm, I visited my uncle, I think, year, last year, something like that, or the year before. Um, they don't have this, Peru, like coffee producer countries, they don't have the coffee culture that strong as in Europe or Australia or US, probably. And they, you sometimes you might, get to some place, a coffee farm, you were still finding a, a little uh, dose of um, instant coffee. So you're going to get an instant coffee probably and and they will be there picking coffee as well. Um, but mostly they will make it this like kind of filter. They will, they will roast now in a little like a, like a earth pot. So they just move the whole time. There's no... Uh, air control 
absolutely nothing. So it will be very burned and black. Sometimes they put some spices, and yeah, I mean you will you will you will get that burned coffee that it's with some spices inside and a lot of sugar probably. That's that's Already, yeah, that's cool. Pre-mixed, yeah. This is to keep a little bit balanced probably. They put before they serve to the table, they will put sugar. So you will get already coffee with sugar. And a coffee farm I'm talking about. Okay. No, that's good. It's good. It's uh I think with COVID and the almost impossible way of traveling, because right now it's pretty difficult for most people. It's it's sort of nice to travel for a second and imagining uh, to be in another country and have a coffee. Uh, in a family context, I mean, you know, when I think about coffee, like recently, uh, I didn't have any uh, single origins, and I'm waiting on some coffee that my, my partner ordered. But um, and I had some blends; it was like quite quite old blends, and uh, I still made a coffee. And okay, it wasn't the greatest, but I shared it with a good friend of mine who came over. So all of a sudden, that experience was so much more elevated. Uh, the conversation was distracting me by the notes or by how maybe not that clear that coffee was. Uh, but at the end, it didn't matter. So I think that family gathering, uh, getting, connecting, it's so good. Like, you know, if I was in a context of visiting a country like, let's say, Peru, I wouldn't necessarily care too much about having super sugary, uh, dark, bitter, but sweet coffee. I think that element is something that it's difficult to describe and it's difficult to transmit unless you really uh, leave it on your skin. Definitely. Um, that's something that probably in time will change in, in coffee producers countries where coffee, it should be culture, it should be this time, it's a moment and it's just not a drink that you can drink with some bread or something. It's, I think coffee is this part where like any part of the world, you know, like when you work in an office, like you are so tired, so done, so stressful and said, you know what? I just need coffee. You gave 15 minutes to have this moment, this time. And this time needs to be the most uh, relaxing and enjoyable moment. So when you go to the coffee shop, the barista needs to create this, that atmosphere where this 15 minutes is valuable, it's worth it to take it and you want to have it. Not just because of the caffeine or coffee, but it's just the whole experience. So the same thing in the coffee farm, it happens that they have another culture, like, um, uh, I don't know, but uh, during coca, let's say, they take a lot of those in the highlands or, or any other things. And coffee should go this, and I hope that with the generation changing with the new wave coming and now people more into coffee, they are trying to bring it back to back home and there's a lot of promotion as well about it. So I hope things change and and they change to culture to have this tradition with a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of coaches and speaking of coffee scene, um, you're in uh, Vienna, Vienna. Um, how is the coffee scene in Austria? Um, do you think that Austria is renowned to be quite cosmopolitan, especially the city you're in. Uh, what's what's a coffee scene like? What's people, what are people brewing at home? What are people ordering the cafes? What is it like? Again, again, we're now traveling from 
one destination we got from Peru to Austria, which we're lucky to have you there. Ah, were you, were, sorry, were you already in Peru? Oh, I see, no. We're, going, we're now moving from Peru to Austria. Uh, what, what, okay. what is it? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I'm here already more more or less four and a half years, and since I moved, but I was coming before as well. And the first time I came to Vienna, exactly to the, to this city, there were I, I count the coffee shops how many there were, and there were like barely twelve coffee shops probably back in 2014, 13, and now there is around. Probably counting all of them, like good coffee shops, 20 probably. So it didn't grow much faster, but it got stronger with the community, which is more helpful, like more quant more quality than quantity. And yeah, I mean, so far the new, they just realized the new chapter. So this is an amazing team as well now. So looking forward for this year. And there are some coffee shops uh, that are, are, um, adding value to this community and also people, uh, uh, baristas, passionate baristas, not just in Vienna, also in all regions in Salzburg. There's really great people, Innsbruck as well. And but this is a new generation, as you know that uh, we are we are very good time. we are neighbors with Italy. So all these countries that are close to Italy, um, what France. Um, Switzerland, Austria, are influenced by this Italian coffee culture. So, and also the people, uh, people here in in Austria, generally, it's very straight. So it's very hard to let them try at least. You no, know? they are not open to try. If you will try, you're giving a chance as well to to change. Probably, you know, but if you don't want to try, that's quite hard for the new wife to to uh, change people's taste or otherwise but yeah it's doing well so far it's growing and we hope it just need time just the new generation will start uh, looking for quality healthy have you noticed with the lockdown back in march maybe this new generation um being more curious around brewing at home um have you noticed that pattern of people sort of missing the coffee shops and brewing more coffee at home or you know, have you seen this trend in Austria? Yeah, there is a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, positive things ha happened this in this time. Like uh, a lot of people order online because they couldn't visit any coffee shop, and still now as well, people's making home office a lot. So people is more into uh, brewing the home machines. I have two friends who sell espresso machines, home machines, and they say, "Wow." In quarantine and also uh, after quarantine, there was ourselves, even though we were closed at the online shop, they were doing very well. And yeah, you can see how that impact to people's thoughts as well. And also in one way, for them, they said it's quite cheap as well, because you invest one for machine or for a filter, and then you just buy one 250 grams and you have for a couple of cups. I mean, yeah, it's, it's growing, huh? Okay, good. Yeah, no, good. I think um, I think it's 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 interesting again to sort of see the positives, you know, because obviously there's some negatives, negative impacts of uh, of the pandemic. But one, the positive that 
I'm noticing by talking with more and more people is exactly more and more uh, brewers, home brewers experimenting. And my hope is that once things reopen, wherever you are in the world, I mean, we are still in lockdown in Melbourne, so that's why I'm putting context. Maybe, you know, the next time they go to the coffee shop, they will not like the coffee because it's too bitter or they will appreciate more the job of the baristas because all of a sudden they're like, wow, hang on. I just got this amazing coffee and at home it takes me this many minutes and it's nowhere near as good. Uh, and hopefully, again, appreciating quality will drive people to be more conscious on what they buy and what they purchase, which ultimately, because that's where I'm going, is will help everybody into the chain all the way to the farm. That's my hope. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's not going to happen overnight. I'm sure that... <laughs> Some big companies are selling lots of capsules as well, but that's my hope with with, with the home brewers for sure. Yeah, that, yeah, they will they will take a time as well to you know if they buy the back they will read the origin they will read probably if the roaster or the coffee shop is giving the right message in that packaging they will take the time to read and appreciate those. Um, those values that the barista or the coffee shop is making, how they taste that coffee and how they make it at home. You know, these little details it will create an interest for them and start asking and start um, giving value to this, that product that has a long story, just not the barista, also until the farm. And I also, yes, and I'm hoping that there are always going to be some people, and especially when it comes to a lockdown situation where, you know, whether we like it or not, we're humans and we all like to be a little bit alternative. We like to be a little bit cool. We like, you know, to have a certain impression on our friends. So I think the lockdown has given time to do those researches and reading, like you said, then it may have an impact of someone like, hey, you know what, when I'm going to have people over, I'm going to have a certain type of equipment. I'm going to have a certain type of coffee. I want to talk about it. And maybe not fall for the obvious, most common big names so maybe the extra time will allow them to sort of go well do I really want to buy this super commercial stuff that everybody buys or maybe I can do some digging again uh, that's my hope and uh, yeah that's uh, <laughs> we'll see I guess well what happened uh, there and uh, in terms of you know when, when it comes to coffee um, what, what do you drink at home because we've been talking about everybody else's, but what about you what's what's your yeah. go-to um i mean i love espresso that will be my favorite and and i black coffee a lot of filter i enjoy everything actually i really really enjoy it uh, i'm really careful with milk drinks but i drink it when it is necessary um yeah black coffee i love it and espresso i'm more into probably uh, like Central America, South American coffees. Uh, I still appreciate the South African, their amazing coffee. I just had one, Ethiopia. So I, I drink all of them. Espresso is my biggest. Yeah, brand. it's interesting because, yeah, I, before the lockdown, the uh, hands on experience, I, I barely brewed at home because I just, I just prefer going out, meeting with my friends, feeling the vibes and having espresso which obviously i don't have a machine for it it's just out of out of budget at the moment but um 
but today I went to visit a friend of mine. He just opened another shop. Uh, he's quite the coffee shop. Uh, yeah. Anyway, bless him. And uh, and I had an espresso, and I was like, man, I miss this. Like like because it's been filtered. I love filter, but there's something about double espresso that you don't get in filter the same way as you don't get what you get in filters in an espresso. Ah, yeah, but that's that was interesting because I was like, wow, I think it's been more than a month that I've had my last espresso. Just because I refused to have them in a takeaway cups, and now that's how they're given to you. But it was his shop, so it was, anyway, we're not going to say it because it's recorded, but there was a little cap, I suppose. Um, and you just mentioned, you know, your son, and you just mentioned how much dedication and hours process of, of growing into the coffee career how is the balance with career and family um yeah i mean it's it's hard to explain in a way but that will make it the best way it's it takes time to to have a balance and life like we have certain things that happen in, in the, our whole life like make a big change like I don't know uh, moving away getting married having a kid opening a business so those are changes that you do it every you do it one it, you have this impact and then you need to take a time until it goes back again in the line you know? and I did all of these four things in in a year so the impact was huge and so I got married, I got the child, I got the open, I, I moved to Vienna, so it was really shaking. And we have some issues there with the relationship. I'm, I'm divorced uh, um, already a month ago. And, but the time with my son, I'm trying to get enough time and a new job. And with this corona things, and it's hard to get a job as well at the moment who can take you for full time because nobody knows what's going to happen. They are talking about the second lockdown here. But yeah, I mean, it is hard to find a balance if you're doing a lot. And if you focus on one thing 100%, the second thing will not be 100% probably. So this life balance, what we call, it's, it is like, I always think as an example, when you are taking off a plane, you will have a waiting time, you will have a, a taking off time where it's raft. And once you get the high that it requires to get a balance, you can chill out. But in that journey to take uh, off, it's many things can happen. You know? And the idea is to keep moving forward. You know, you think Ashley said something like, if you want to have a balance, keep moving. I love that. And I, and I, and I, I kind of want to complete the circle, which is, you know, well, even once the plane lands, there is still stuff to do. It's not like you arrive, like, you gotta get off. Well, you gotta wait, get off, pick up your luggages, work out how to order an Uber or a taxi. So yeah, it's a constant moving uh, journey. Uh, and yeah, yeah I like what you said. Look, sorry to hear about that, but um, obviously it's, it's a private life. And I think, look, sort of oh, moving even into, into um, yeah, I suppose your son, I think, I think it's important to sort of speak around this stuff because I, I think I want to encourage, I guess you want to encourage people to understand that you can have a coffee dream, a coffee career, 
Yeah. And everything else. Like, you will never be ready. That's something I learned uh, years ago. A good friend of mine, he's in his 50s, and back then I was like 21, and it's like, you know, I was super naive at talking about kids, and, you know, I was like, oh, when I'm ready, you know. And he's like, you never be ready. Like, no one ever be ready to have kids, no matter how much money in the bank you have. I mean, that helps, but there's, there's just you would never. So I think the message here is no matter what career you choose, no matter what path you want to sort of go through, you know, it's something that's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be new and it's, uh, there's a non-return policy there. It is, everybody has different paths and different ways, different opportunities and, even though you have the best atmosphere or the best family, there's always something gonna come up, you know, it's not easy. And, and yeah. That's same as the plane, when there's a little bit of turbulence, we just, you just gotta, you know. Keep you going, know. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think this is actually quite, yeah, um, I think that we often forget the instruction uh, when the, crew on the airline tell us what to do in case of emergency which in the case of turbulence and oxygen mass coming down you need to really take good care of yourself first before taking care of others so i think that going back to your analogy of the plane and you know situations that come up in life and things that happen yeah taking good care of yourself physically mentally uh, spiritually if someone is spiritual i think it's uh paramount i think it's super 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 necessary yeah very important mm. yeah i mean so i didn't think about the uh fly hostess in that way no but yeah it's true i mean if they tell you that and i i imagine them as a, a coach let's say you no know, when they talk to you when they tell you when it's turbulence it's like someone in your life when you have problems telling you advices and things like that i mean it's mm. It's a nice comparison, yeah? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely something to think about. I think that especially with um, just in general, humans have been great at not taking care of. I mean, it's, it's difficult. and There's a lot of things happening in people's lives, and we can't generalize, but we are. Um, you know, yeah, it's easy to forget to look after ourselves. Um, and also we tend to be quite hard on ourselves and oh, today I felt lazy today. I didn't do as much as I was expecting to, but look, uh, I always use the push-up example. You might not have a full workout and do only one push-up, but if you do a push-up every day, it's 365 push-ups at the end of the year, which is, you know, try to do 365 push-ups in a day. Oh, it's a big struggle. So I think yeah. that we need to kind of be more, gentle with ourselves and taking good care yeah, of yeah. Uh, of our persona first so yeah anyway that's just a reminder for myself and you know anyone who anyone who wants to take it on board of course um Junior, we kind of went sorry went a little bit into uh, a, a bit of uh, you know interesting spots where it got me thinking but i just had a look at the clock and we got about eight nine minutes left so thank you yeah. so much for being here I want to kind of ask you a couple of last questions so that you have plenty of time. Um, I really appreciate your time. I know you're busy. And what's your, ultimately, 
what's your coffee mission and what's next? You know, well, actually, what's your coffee mission? That's, that's just a big question. Um, well, it's something I, when I, I already had opened two business and my mission, my mission didn't change and now I got a new job and my mission still the same, whatever value. And at the end is just, I base in three things more or less. And one of them is um, purpose. Like, and purpose is like, take care of the people you work with, take care of the people who you sell to, take care of the community you um, work with and we live in and take the care of the environment you are working. And it's in general, purpose what why uh we do this and the second will be people as well people who work with you give them value as i mentioned before uh let them feel that their work that they're doing has more value behind the physical work and lastly but for in case of business is just not to make revenue money uh re making revenue is quite good but at the end is um it's a fuel for keep in this mission, this vision, and in general of these three things is to create value for everyone. For the baristas, as you mentioned, that a barista cannot have a good salary, but if you support, give them the right tools to compete, they will grow and grow and be more professional, and that's a value. They will use it in the time, and this is internal, and once someone or somebody gets a big value, to use that to create an impact in the community. I don't know, maybe someone wins the world versus the champion and use that to go to coffee farms, promoting coffee from producers. And there's many ways to to support. And yeah, that's more or less is to create value for the community, for myself and for people. Well, I think I can't top that off. Um, I think it's beautiful and I, I do... I do value what you just said, pardon the pun, but I think, I think, um, yeah, that's a very strong message for people to let sink and digest. So thank you for sharing that. So it was beautiful. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, I don't want to top it off. I think that you've been uh, quite, you know, direct on it. So yeah, I think adding value is definitely up there into the top 10 of what, you know, what, what missions should be looking like. Um, Junior, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, a real treat to have you Thank here. You. And uh, I look forward to meet you one day in person at some sort of coffee expo or, I don't know, maybe when I travel back, when I'm allowed to travel back home, maybe, or when I move back home, because my plan is to move back, maybe I can do a little, not maybe, I would love to do a little Europe coffee tour. Anyway, We'll see, but definitely let's keep in touch. And uh, thank you so much definitely. for popping in. Really appreciate thank you. Your time. Keep doing that value, creating this loud message. And yeah, thank you for we'll inviting us. Thank you for everything. And yeah, happy to see you soon as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. For sure, man. Good night. Eh? Yeah, well, have a good day for you, friend. Thank Ciao. you. Ciao, Minkum. Uh, there you have it, guys. Uh, Another episode. I don't like numbers. That's, that's 
feeling quite special today. It's episode 89. It's a big number. You don't realize until you say it. Um, there's been 89 amazing people. Today was Junior. So I just want to th say thank you to Junior now and thank you to all you all uh, who, who were here and stayed here and uh, who will listen to this and to the former podcast. If you're new, again, thank you. If you're not new, thank you again. And uh, as usual, feel free to take a screenshot throughout the show and or share the IGTV or share a screenshot of your stories. Obviously, uh, like Junior said, it's about adding value. That's what we're trying to do. It's about community. It's about coffee people. And uh, if we can sort of uh, add value to anybody, then you know we try. And no matter what we, no matter how bad is my English or whoever I'm talking to, uh, this is what we're trying to do. We're not trying to change the world. We're not trying to preach. I'm a firm believer that there is no right or wrong. So, you know, uh, disclaimer, you know, do, do you, um, do what you gotta do. I do believe what we were kind of talking about the airplane and uh, the importance of self-care. Um, I know it's always easy to say it. It's one of those things people say, oh, love yourself. But I just think generally that we sort of get that message lost some sometimes and uh it's nice a nice reminder to, to just say hey look you matter no matter what you think about yourself no matter what situation you're in you're special and you're loved um not to be cheesy it's true um doesn't matter if you have 7 17 70 or 700 people who love you um, still you you are you so it's a good reminder and look if you are into a certain mood and if you are uh, feeling a certain way or something happening look um, self-soothing activities you know it's something that I've been said I've been told before and I have said before you know treat yourself if you can of course uh, order a special coffee and uh, if you're into coffee have a nice warm bath with some I don't know those mineral salts good stuff for your skin, <laughs> uh, get yourself a treatment at the spa, uh, whatever it is that you fancy, whether it's uh, a massage or tropical fruits or a good dinner, uh, you know, we're here for a very small amount of time and, you know, self-soothing, a couple of hours, distract yourself and uh, yeah, uh, went a little bit deep, didn't I? <laughs> anyway. You get the picture again. Thank you all, and a big shout out to everybody who's still here. Tanti, uh, super supportive. Thank you, uh, Michael, uh, Bulldog, Pablo. Uh, we got history. Um, Some new love, my man. Maureen, Andre, Ruspe, and uh, Junior. I think is still in the house. And whoever is listening to this podcast, inform the podcast. Thank you for being here all the way till the end. Nazma Sanov. Take care. Keep drinking coffee. Good coffee, likely. And I'll see you next week. Episode 90. So there's an emphasis on 90. So you'll figure it out who it's going to be. I'll see you then. Ciao.